some of you know that I've often said I'm from the south side of heaven. You have people inside the Senate. You have people that are supposed to be on your side. Make the decision to live and die on your turn. You are not wrong. They have for us about everything. The border, the elections. I remember America and the American gun owner are the only things standing in the way of the Great Reset. Who's got the teaching aid? Uh, you know where I'm going with this. We are fighting a war against principalities. We are fighting a war against evil. I pray that we get to look into the eyes of every single child in this country proudly that those children can look back and be proud of us, knowing that yes. we fought for them. Men, I don't talk with empty words. Those teaching aids, those are called balls. Gentlemen, I've given you back your balls. You only got one? Improvise. God's given us a chance to make it right. He's created a remnant for a reason. You are the remnant. I want you to know we're winning. God is with us. And in the end, we know how this ends. Well, Oh, you go. Welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Oltman, with... And I'm Ash Epp, and we are, uh, we're back with uh, more on the Mesa, Mesa County report yesterday. I wore my, uh, my Legal Votes Matter shirt today. You know, I, I, had, a, I had an epiphany. Ooh. And, um, you know, we, we, we see the convergence of the left and the right. And they keep telling us there's nothing to see here, nothing to see here. Yeah. And so I'm, I've taken a more patient approach. I've been uh, actually going back and forth with George Brockler after I watched, because I was sick yesterday. I wasn't feeling well yesterday. Because I was told by my wife, by the way, don't eat the two-week-old soup. <laughs> so I ate the two-week-old soup. You should always soup. listen to your I wife. Like, I have an iron stomach. Two-week-old soup is fine. I'll be good. Always listen to your wife. That oh, goes for all of you out I don't, there. I don't know if that's the case, but I, I, I will tell true, you that in this, in, this, in this case, it definitely was something I should have done. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I want to I say this, but this is what I said to George. I was like, listen, you can't have the person that's doing the investigation, setting things up, be the exact people that you're investigating. Yeah. It doesn't work. And you can't get your information from them either. You have to validate it from third-party sources. And he sends me something because I said, look, there's some, there's some, some problems with it. I, got fi I finally got a chance to walk through the entire, um, the entire Mesa County um, commissioner's meeting. And um, there's some things that he got right. Sure. There's some things that he got right, some things that we got wrong. But they weren't, they weren't critical. But they used the time to say that those were the critical issues inside of the Mesa County report. And the other thing that I found really interesting is that there was three reports. Mm -hmm. And the, he said, look, I didn't investigate the second report or the first report. I didn't validate any of that information because it didn't allege election fraud. False. It, it, did, it did allege. It alleges crime. It alleges yeah. 29,000 election log files. And this is going to come up, I think, as we talk about this, because the um, uh, District Attorney Rubenstein and uh, investigator Struey really danced around the log files yesterday. They talked um, about, you, you know, we, we know this because we can see it in the user log. We were never shown any logs and um, the log files were deleted. So how did they get a hold of the log files if they were deleted? And they really danced around it. They didn't talk about it. So, 
And I think I think it's important that we we take a deep breath because it's easy to get really really angry about what you're what you're reading. Matter of fact, it's easy to get discouraged. Yeah. I mean, frankly, I get discouraged. I get discouraged when they write all these nice, beautiful articles about me. I mean, the Washington Post just ran a, another hit piece on me, uh, followed up by our favorite person, Sean Beadle, the uh, pedo teacher that was fired that became a journalist, activist, Antifa person. Um, but, but I think that, oh, by the way, I just wanted to show that to you, trust in him. Um, but I think that as we, we walk through this, and we've got a bunch of clips to go through and cuts to go through in this, that I want to be able to calmly explain to you what we're looking at. Mm-hmm. Because it's important for you to understand that he can be right. And, and I keep thinking to myself, maybe Dan is a guy that if you just sat down with him, and I, and I told you, I was pretty upset over the fact that he didn't get an opportunity to, to interview, mm-hmm. you know, Jeff O'Donnell, Walter, yeah. uh, uh, Sandy, Tina, uh, you know, and, and I understand the concept behind Tina. But there was a way to do qualified immunity, qualified to that report. It could have happened. There could have been some negotiation that happened. And I do believe that, the, that, that there should be, that there still is an opportunity to get Dan to, to look at the details from the perspective of how the report was written, to give him a better perspective. Um, I'm hoping that that's the case. I mean, I haven't heard what he said on George Brockler's show this morning. Oh, I have. And we're going to play some of it. Oh, boy. Here we go. I, so. got, I got cuts. <laughs> so, so, so this I will try to be calm. Yeah. I... Um, I don't want to find common ground with communists. I think well, that these I didn't people say common are, ground. yeah, yeah. I think that these that these people um, are. I, I don't. I don't think that this was an investigation. I think it was a part of a cover up. But I'm open to having my mind changed. Well, and and that's the thing is I keep going back on the Dan issue and the conversation he's having with Merrick Garland. The fact that they were, you know, participating with or he said this morning he's never spoken to Merrick Garland. But his office says. Yeah, he said this morning that he has no um, desire to move to Washington, D.C. to be a part of the Department of Justice. He has no uh, plans for higher office. He plans to retire when he is done as district attorney of Mesa County, and he's never spoken to Merrick Garland. Well, and so that's why I think, I mean, and again, I, I, I watched intently Dan. That's who I kept my eyes on, Right. And, and the reason why I kept my eyes on Dan is because I wanted to see if he was believing the things that he was saying. Mm. Like, was he believing it? Like, was he, was he trying to, you know, he, he, was, he kept re- referring back to in this that I wish that I would have had an opportunity to talk to Jeff. I wish that we would have had an opportunity to talk to Walter. This is the only conclusion we can come to based on the fact that we're only able to see it from this perspective. Yeah. So, I mean, it, 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 I think there's an opportunity that if he is, if he is an honorable man, Mm-hmm. If he is retiring afterwards, if he doesn't want to get involved in Washington, if he wants to do things like retire, then I think there's an opportunity for us to step up and have a conversation with, with Dan and, and get to the bottom of it just from a technical standpoint. And he's not a technical person. Right. And even as, the guy sitting next to him is not a technical person. Not a technical person. And they did not bring in any independent cyber expertise for this investigation. The yeah. only technical expertise that weighed in was from Dominion. And. And that's concerning because that's really what's happened now is that we we have a group of people that are being pushed into office by George Soros. (coughs) Not a conspiracy theory, as we covered earlier in in the week, millions and millions and millions of dollars thrown into district attorney races, AG races and secretary of state races since at least 2010. 
but but given that and the fact that they're now changing the rules and trying to make it more difficult for anyone to look inside, they are literally hemming up a, an election system that allows them to steal with impunity anything that they want. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they in yeah. essence will not need to have mules on the street anymore. The, yeah. the election system will be run through the computers. And, and in talking to a friend of mine this morning, I also said, I think we're headed towards a war. I think this is actually turning, the embers are actually turning hot. And that there are a lot of people that have that have had enough, and they're identifying the people that they see as as threats to our nation. It it it's it's gotten to the point where, I mean, it, normal people that I've never ever had a conversation with, it, that that are s- saying to me, Joe, should we be ready? Should should we be ready for a war? Because that's uh, I mean, look at what's happening in our society. It's falling apart. It literally is falling economy. apart. The food shortage is in crisis coming. If you're not ready for that, you're behind. Go get ready today. Um, and get ammo. The, ammo and guns. Somebody in the chat said, Joe, just tell Ash to please calm down if she gets out of control. We are having a Freaky Friday moment. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it is. So so I went to Alaska, calm down, and I think that I'm just, I'm, I'm at that place where very I, zen. I, I'm, I'm going to, I know the fight. I know the fight's coming. Yeah. I know the fight's coming. Yeah. And it's like, as in when you, when you watch the movie and he takes the sand between his hands and he watches the sand fall, that's where I feel where we are right now. Mm-hmm. I feel like as a country that we are, we are separating the wheat from the chaff. We are recognizing that the left and the right have converged. We recognize that the mainstream media is absolute garbage. And so it is up to you, by the way. It is up to you to share this show. I'll wait here. It is up to you to become an, an ambassador of truth. And, and people are trying to figure out what that means. What does it mean to be an ambassador of truth? It means to calmly talk to your neighbors and friends around you about things that you know systematically could not have happened unless it was orchestrated in order to take away our voice. You know, it, it, it's, it can't happen. You can't shut down the Keystone Pipeline and, and cancel leases and expect gas prices to go down. You, you can't raise the Fed and do things to screw up the financial system and hand out money with impunity all over the world and not expect for our dollar to be devalued. You cannot expect the debt structures in this country to be created and, and, and favor those in positions of power and authority and giving money to major corporations while bleeding the American people and not face what we're having today, which is the largest transfer of wealth again from the middle class and the you know, top 5% up to that top 0.1%. It's all done on purpose, the border being open. I mean, I can walk down the line, the pandemic. Now they're talking about new viruses because that worked. So they said it worked. Let's try it again. Yeah, I saw a headline this morning that uh, vaccine-induced polio is on the rise, and they're uh, addressing it with a new vaccine. No, I'm yeah. not kidding. Yeah, you can't make that one up. <laughs> it's, right. that's, that's legitimately what they are saying. So you said that you were, um, you know, disappointed, upset that, uh, that O'Donnell didn't speak to Rubenstein. I see it yeah. a little bit different after speaking with Jeffrey O'Donnell, because I have spoken to him, uh, and he was on the show yesterday. But uh, he was hired by the Tina Peters legal campaign to, they commissioned this report, right? He and Walter Doherty, they were brought in. So in essence, they're witnesses for the defense of Tina Peters, they're, mm-hmm. they're right? So so if they had an agreement <coughs> with that legal counsel to, uh, to <coughs> have everything go through legal, uh, Tina's counsel, 
Rubenstein and Strewey said this is a different case. This is not about Tina. This isn't. It's not a different case. But also, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they are hired by the campaign. You you would still go through those lawyers, and they didn't. And it's not a matter of oh well, we tried and it just died on the vine. You're going to tell me if they if if Strewey and Rubenstein wanted to talk to you or wanted to talk to me that they wouldn't find a way. They didn't want to. They didn't pursue this investigation to find the truth about what happened in November of 2020 and April of 2021. Two events where the same a thing occur, the same uh, event, same anomalies occurred. Um, they investigated some of it. They selectively decided not to investigate other pieces of it. And uh, yesterday, I had the opportunity to talk to some lawyers after the hearing about because um, there was a moment in the hearing where. Uh, they're talking about the 29,000 deleted log files. And uh, Rubenstein says the deletion of those files are not required by Colorado law. They are. They absolutely are. They're system yeah. logs, right? So if you want to understand what happened in the machines, you have to have the system logs. User logs are a subset of system logs. These are explicitly stated in the voting system standards. It says operating system logs, a subset of which is user logs. Right. These files are absolutely required by voting system standards, which is part of HAVA, right? That's what, what came out back in 2002. This isn't new information. <coughs> that the, they're absolutely required to be, uh, so that's federal, right? HAVA is federal, voting system standards are federal. The Colorado statute says you must comply with all voting system standards. They did not. The trusted build deleted operating system files. That's a crime, and Rubenstein said it's not. Well, I think that it, a lot of this comes down to, and again, I think there's an opportunity if we sit down and walk through, we have lawyers that sit there and walk through this with Rubenstein. I think you'd understand what those logs are. Again, not having technical expertise and why but those why logs would be important. They? Why wouldn't they bring in independent technical expertise? The report alleges that there is a systemic, right, systemic or remote or some sort of technical. Why would you then bring in the people that you're supposed to be investigating to set up your test environment and to tell you what's going on? And the investigator, by his own admission, didn't even get through the full the full manuals, right? Didn't didn't look at so he's non. I read the manuals. He's non technical, and he didn't even like pretend to to understand what was going on by looking at the manuals. He just he just Dominion said, and so you know that we're all good. Dominion said that this is what happened, and this is why it is, and that's you know good enough for me. Okay, so let's 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 break this down a little bit. Number one, the logs. It wasn't just one log; it was multiple logs in multiple environments. And so you have logs. Everything that you that you do on your computer creates a log. Mm -hmm. And those log files, you can set them to certain certain parameters. So I can set the log file so that it has one gigabyte, mm -hmm. or you can set set it to two megabyte, which will last about <coughs> a couple hours. You have anti um, virus characteristics that have logs as well. You have a log file on commands. You have log files on startup and shutdown. You have everything creates a log file. Mm -hmm. But the thing that is in this report is that every, and this was in the second report too, that every one of the logs was either deleted manually or otherwise, or set to such, uh, such a low standard that it would overwrite itself. Right. And if you were trying to commit a crime, that's what you would do. Matter of fact, 
it, if you remember back in the early 80s, there was a guy that skimmed pennies off of accounts at bank accounts mm-hmm. and ended up walking away with hundreds of millions of dollars. He would just skim pennies off of transactions, right? He did that, and the reason why it took so long to catch him is because he was able to manipulate the log files to show that he was never there. Mm-hmm. They're using that same technology today, and they're using that same, that, that same mentality today in order to create an environment where you don't know what they're changing. You don't know what executable files are being pushed, and you don't even know how it could be pushed. And this is why it's so dangerous, because our election system is set up in disparate environments. Like right now, we're, we're focused on Dominion voting systems. Like that's what we're focused on. But if you go upstream, our election systems have about a dozen different companies. A dozen. You have Seidel, Edison, Runbeck. You have ESNS, Dominion. And, you know, we've been digging in forensically to try and figure out where the connections are between a lot of these organizations. You have Clear Ballot. You have, you have a lot of different companies that serve in different capacities. Mm-hmm. Like, CIDL is the one that collects all that data, data up, that passes it on to Edison, that passes that on to New York Times and other feeds. It creates the ability for people to see in real time what's happening to your vote, which is why the Edison Zero is so important. So... It, they've made it so complicated that the average person, your average person out there, we're going to talk about things, about log files, but you have no idea what we're talking about. And they know it. So it becomes really easy for someone who's not technical. And, and by the way, every single person that is a techie, every single per- every techie that I've sh- put this stuff in front of said, this is what's happening, and this is what happened. And here, let me show you some information related to, and, and, I, and I'm very, I, I, I'm like uh, Forrest Gump. I'm like, well, you know, I don't know if I were you, but if I was you, this is what I would do. What do you think, right? Every single one of them, Democrat, Republican, one that literally hated my guts. He, he loved me. He was a friend of mine. And then he hated me because I got involved in all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, sat down and says, I can't unsee it. After he said, Joe, it doesn't make, we don't make the rules anyway. I mean, this is what they're saying. We don't, they don't make the rules anyway. Now he's back to, I can't unsee it, Joe. I can't unsee it. And I was like, bro, I told you. I told you, once you see it, you can't unsee it. And it's like watching your wife or girlfriend or whatever, or husband, it's watching someone get raped. You can't unsee it. Because now you're like, do I say something? Do I not say something? Hence the fact that I said something about Coomer way back in the day. I didn't want to. I didn't. My best friend told me, just do yourself a favor. Just shut up. Yeah. <laughs> you, you've done enough, Joe. Just how about you know? No. No. How about you not blow up your life? How about you not blow up your life? And then here I said, wow, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to just do a little blow up, like a little, and it turned into a, yeah, it was a big one. All right. So we have a, we have a sponsor. I'm going to go ahead and do this read real quick for IP Vanish, and then I'll let you jump into some of these cuts, mm-hmm. and, and uh, I'll give you my thought on them. Yeah, and we have a guest coming on in about nine minutes. So we're going to take a quick break in the middle All right, perfect. of our analysis All right. here. So tired of feeling like someone's always watching you on the Internet. This is for IP Vanish, by the way. Great sponsor of the show. Uh, many advertisers know too, a little bit too much about you or, or if you're concerned about your privacy of your identity. Um, IP Vanish VPN is here to protect your right to privacy and stay anonymous online. So it helps you safely browse the Internet. And I, I'm doing a test on IP Vanish right now, which is pretty cool. So I'll be able to check some things out. Um, it, but it, up to this point, I got to tell you, it's been, it's been great. It's been a great, 
a great tool to have in my arsenal. You can use it on any computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. When you use it, all of your data is encrypted, private details, passwords, communication, browsing history, everything. It's completely shielded and it makes you virtually invisible online. You can use it on unlimited devices at the same time without sacrificing on speed. And it's IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. It's like getting nine months for free. It's super easy to use. All you do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. I will tell you that if you have apps, um, even like Truth Social, if you have it on, it, Truth Social will not work. It will not let you you know, send something. I, I didn't realize that that was the case. And I was like, man, I can't get, I can't, I've been locked out. I was locked out because I was using uh, <laughs> a foreign uh, IP address. So anyway, go to ipvanish.com slash daily. Use promo code daily and claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com slash daily and use promo code daily. Um, yeah, so it's really, really good for you guys to understand something with this. It, there are some limitations because it's a VPN. You have to come in and out of it, but you can just click a button and boom, it's connected or disconnected. It's pretty easy to use. Good stuff. Don't want to be tracked. All right. Well, come on. Let's jump into it. I'm, I'm going to – and, I, and I, you almost bit my head off when I said, well, he was kind of right about that. No, what? I said I think he's. I said I think he's right about a lot of things, but I don't think that the conclusions that he draws from the single facts that he is correct about are the correct conclusions because this was not a comprehensive investigation. First of all, they said um, May, uh, Rubenstein said that everything in Mesa Three is about adjudication. It's not true. He did. He said everything's adjudicated. It, he the, lied. The, that, that, he the, didn't lie. He just he didn't know he what he's talking about. Mischaracterized yeah. and and misstated or. If they did a comprehensive investigation like they said they did, he lied. Yeah, well, I mean, the problem is, is it was you a one. You can't have it, it both ways. It was a one-dimensional deal. I, I just, I mean, I, I've, I, I watched Dan Rubenstein, and and yeah, I don't. Do I think he's a Boy Scout? No. And guys, you can get mad at me, but I'm, I'm trying to say, how do we fix this? How do, how do we give him enough information where he can look at the the third report, second report, fourth report, in conclude collectively? and say, all right, he, there's no other way. How do you explain this? How do you explain that? Just like the IT guys that are looking at it that hated me for coming forward that have finally said, I can't unsee it. I can't, Joe, I tried to unsee it. I can't unsee it. He will get to that same place if his legacy is about, you know, justice, if it's, a, if it's truly about that. Because yeah. he's coming to the same conclusions on Tina Peters' deal. Like, she, she had the authority. She had the judicial authority. She had the legislative authority. She had every bit of authority to do what she did. Mm -hmm. And when they attacked her, it caused her to leave. Like, I have yeah. to leave because they were literally attacking her family. And then, by the way, the FBI came in and did what that apparatus does. Yeah. And we can't forget the fact that there are people that were on trial in Michigan for kidnapping or, or attempting to or conspiring to kidnap Whitmer. And guess what? They were found not guilty. Why? Why were they, not, why, why? Why were they found because not guilty? Because it wasn't guilty? true. Because the FBI are the ones that planned it. <gasps> what? So, no. Every time we turn around and, and they say that they, have, that they have gained credibility in an environment, all we have to do is just calm down for a minute and say that, that there's no credibility to it. Mm -hmm. There's no credibility to it. Here's why. And, and I'm so calm now because I have too much information. I have too much information on Eric Coomer. I have too much information on Dominion. And frankly, it, I feel like this. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie with Sandra Bullock where she goes into a town and the town is completely destroyed and the oil and gas companies that are pumping stuff into the ground. It's a conspiracy. Like they're killing people. Like they're killing their lands. Lands are dying. So th it, it's a, it was a documentary and how they basically oppressed and killed people, big companies, in order to cover up massive crimes across middle America. 
and and there was one that was on the the poison that they were spraying on the thing that was causing cancer at a at an alarming rate within those communities. Anyway, they doubled down all the way up through the state department, all the way up through uh, judiciaries, every bit of them. They had, they all covered it up until finally the lid blew off so much that they couldn't hide it anymore. And that's where we're at. But if we lose our cool in this deal and we don't we don't stay consistent to the to to the the facts. We are likely to put ourselves in a position where no one's going to listen. It's going to be it's going to be too loud, 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 loud. So we bring it down. We have conversations. We called Dan. We said, "Here's what we're going to do. You guys meet. We work the problem. If we're not working the problem and we call him the devil reincarnate, we're not going to get anywhere." So I got to give him the benefit of the doubt in this case. I, I will not give him the benefit of the doubt in the Tina Peters case. I won't because there's no way, given the fact that he's been doing this for a long time, that he should even remotely believe that Tina Peters is guilty of a crime. But I want to I separate the two and start talking about this, because if he sees it and he can't unsee it, if he wouldn't do anything about it, then he's complicit to the problem. That means he's actually working for the bad guys. But up to that point, I'm not sure I can make that, that conclusion yet, but I'll let you go. So uh, one, of the first, <coughs> one of the first things that, that Rubenstein said was that MESA 3 is all about adjudication. So what MESA 3 actually alleges is that the new databases that were created were both the adjudication and the tabulation databases. <coughs> they, um, they didn't address the tabulation databases at all. I don't know if they didn't investigate them, but they focused solely in their hearing yesterday on adjudication databases. Okay. Right? Yeah. All right. Um, and so let's see. Mr. Producer, why don't we just start going through these cuts and then we can talk about them. Let's, uh, let's do zero first. He in indicated to me that he believed there may have been criminal acts that were surrounding this security breach and wanted to know if I wanted to be part of the investigation from the beginning or if he wanted to just conduct his administrative investigation, let me know what he saw later. And I told him that I, that was not how we conducted investigations uh, here in my office, that we need to be involved from the get-go uh, to make sure that we have our eyes on to look for what my people are trained to look for. Uh, Colorado Revised Statute 1-13-101 directs me to investigate election crimes under certain circumstances. Uh, it directs me and only me being me, the, the district attorney. Uh, there are other agencies that are authorized to investigate, but I am required to under certain circumstances. This did not meet those circumstances, but because of that statute, I have. All right. Testified that he uh, has to uh, has I, to investigate election crimes on the radio this morning. He talked about, and I don't think I pulled that clip. But if you go back and listen, if you can stomach it to go back and listen to George Brockler. Now we'll grab it. We'll grab it later. Probably. Yeah. So uh, he he says he he goes on a little bit more than that and talks about how this investigation has tied up his office. He only has full f five full time investigators. He has two of them working on this. So two of the full-time investigators in Mesa County are working on this um, sham investigation. And uh, he was not happy about it. He said, this is really tied up my office. I'm not terribly happy about it. I want to investigate murders and sex crimes. I don't want to investigate election crimes. Well, and, and the, 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 the bigger thing about investigating election crimes is that it makes him the most unpopular man in the country. And I, I want to tell you how dangerous the Mockingbird media is 
based on this. We're talking about Mesa, but there's something much bigger than that. Look what they've done to Elon Musk. Mm -hmm. The largest short of any major investor group that has happened in probably 50 years, should be a crime, has been against Tesla. They've dropped 40% in the last three months. He points out everything that's happening with Twitter. They come out and said, hey, I found somebody that, that said that he exposed himself to a massage person um, on a flight, SpaceX flight. I mean, th think about it. Every single person that they do not agree with, they attack and they try to destroy. It, it, is, it is a fight between good and evil. But look what they've done to Elon Musk. And by the way, there's a lot of people who don't agree with Elon Musk. But he comes out and says, hey, vote, vote Republican. And now Democrats are losing their mind. Go, wait, this is a guy that literally believes in saving the, the world so much, saving the country, save, saving the globe, mm -hmm. and, and literally is passionate about climate change. He builds all of your batteries, your solar panels, your cars that are electric. I mean, he, there's no other person out there that is more committed to a more left. To the climate cult. Yeah. Than this guy, Elon Musk. And yet he comes over here and says, I'm going to vote for Republicans because those guys are crazy. Yeah. And they attack him. And now they're going after his reputation. What do they just do to me? I mean, they literally have attacked me. But they've never sat down with me and asked me. They've never asked me. Kind of like what Dan's saying, right? When they, we're we're going to play that part because I was just talking about the, 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 the Walter part. They, they don't ask the critical questions. They don't ask the questions that relate to your expertise. They just attack you mm -hmm. to try and get people not to listen to you. Yeah. So we're going to take a, a quick intermission um, from this topic. And we have a guest who is joining us. We, uh, so there's this big debate in Colorado tomorrow um, at the Grizzly Rose. They're calling it the Republican Rumble. So debates, right? Awesome. Good stuff. And uh, they have um, they have the governor debate, the Secretary of State debate, Senate debate, and then this is taking place. This is sponsored by the Republican Women of Weld County. And it's taking place in Weld County. And so they have con Congressional District 8 candidates debating as well. Congressional District 8 is the new uh, congressional district that we have after redistricting in Colorado and Lori Sane, uh, former for, yeah. no no former General Assembly member, current sitting commissioner of Weld County joins us now. Uh, welcome, welcome, Commissioner. How are you? Welcome to the show. Doing very well. Yourself. We're doing Thank great. You so Thanks. So, uh, so we have a oh. Yeah, we have a little bit of a delay, maybe. Um, so, Lori, go ahead and can set up for okay? us. Yeah, we can. Uh, it's a little choppy, but we're gonna work. We're gonna work right through it. So, uh, set up for us. What um, you know? Can we can we expect to see you debate tomorrow uh, for CD eight? Well, first of all, we haven't flagpole annexed the Grizzly Road. It is still in Adams County. But uh, you won't see me tomorrow. Um, I actually had uh, a couple of members of uh, two of the sponsoring uh, women's groups, uh, one in Adams County and one in Greeley, who invited me to the event. Um, uh, and, and honestly, I thought that invite was still open uh, because they had asked me to come. And clearly, that does not seem to be the case. So I will not be at the on Saturday. 
So we're having some real bad audio issues. Can we try to bring you back in by phone? Uh, Apollo, producer Apollo will, yes. will shoot you a, a number to dial into and we'll pull you back in that way. Uh, and that way, hopefully we'll okay. be able to hear you better. Thank you. Sounds good. So I'll, I'll just give the, the tea up there. Um, and we'll give I was trying to give you a spoiler in the middle yeah. of that. Yeah. Well, we are, uh, we, so there's this debate, as I said, tomorrow, CD8 candidates are debating. The Republican women of Weld have um, disallowed uh, Commissioner Sane from debating. And so they said, and I called them for comment, and they said it was that she did not meet the deadlines. She did not make the deadlines uh, required to respond and, and everybody else made the deadlines and they voted and it's unfair for her to be able to participate. So I think we have her back. Let's pull her back in. Are you there? I'm here. Can you hear oh, me now? That's okay, way better. that's way better. Yeah. <laughs> way better. All right. Okay, so, uh, so we have, and Mr. Producer, if you could put up B1, please. We have your, uh, the, this email that was sent um, that talks about why they've made the decision not to have you in the debate. Uh, when, as I, as I mentioned, I don't know if you heard me, I mentioned just a second ago, I called them for comment and I was told that uh, you, didn't make the, you didn't meet the deadline and that's why um, you're not able to debate. But let me just read a little bit from this email. Uh, this, uh, I'm gonna start. We regret to inform you that after talking with the other CD8 candidates and having a Republican Women of Weld Officers meeting last night, it is unanimous not to allow Lori Sane to participate in our event. This is a very unfortunate situation that we have been put in by Ms. Sane herself. The decision was based on the following facts. They said that there was an April 5th deadline to confirm and you didn't meet that deadline, that you uh, are only wanting to get in on this now three days, three to four days prior to the event and that is unacceptable, uh, that there was a forum in March that you didn't participate in and so they, they don't want to have you in this one, I guess. Um, and then uh, you were no the candidates were notified, you know, multiple times, um, and you didn't. So, so they're saying you didn't meet the deadlines, and you have a bad track record with their events. So they've they've voted, and you're not allowed. Am I missing anything? Oh, well, <laughs> well, I, I I'm not sure where the, the last forum comes in, but uh, for this one, they had this deadline very soon, right after assembly. Uh, it, it, I looked for the email for that. It doesn't mean it wasn't sent out, but I, I figured uh, once the deadline was over, um, you know, it was clear I wasn't able to attend. Um, but in the in the meantime, the last uh, several weeks, uh, especially the last two weeks, I've gotten requests to be there by uh, folks in the Adams County uh, Women's um, uh, Republican Women's uh, Group, as, as well as Greeley Republican Women. I was asked if I could attend, so uh, I made the assumption that the invite was still open. Uh, it does not appear that it is, and uh, I know there's a lot of folks who have bought tickets that would really like to see me there as well. So that's uh, that's really the, the nutshell there. I mean, uh, if folks would like me to attend, uh, if they would like to um, 
honor those requests from both uh, ticket holders and from some of these groups, uh, that would be great, uh, and I would love to attend. But uh, it seems like that the vote was taken along with CDA candidates uh, not to allow me to debate. Which well, is, in, th go ahead. That, it's just, that's mind-blowing to me. But well, go ahead. and you, um, Lori, you, you were at the assembly, and the, the assembly voted on, on you uh, accepting the nomination. Can you tell me what percentage of the vote you got at the assembly? I believe it's 72.5%. So you got 72.5% of the... Um, the delegate vote. Delegate vote. And you, do you have, you have another person that actually uh, petitioned on the ballot that you're going to be going up against in the primaries? Well, the other candidates who um, vetoed me on this event, they all went the petition route. Okay. Yeah. And who are those people? Uh, let's see. We've got uh, three uh, three folks. Uh, one is, uh, I believe, Barb Kirkmeyer, one's Jan Coleman, and the other one's Tyler Alcorn. And they all petitioned on. Okay, but you actually got the vote of the assembly of the people. 72.5% of it. So this is what really yeah. bothers me about this, um, and this is what I was going to say when I almost interrupted you, but graciously allowed you to answer first. Uh, this is what bothers me. The Republican women of Weld and the candidates that also voted have made this about themselves. They've made this about the Republican Party, about more decorum, which we love to hear about decorum from the Republican Party, and about, you know, arbitrary rules and deadlines. The people, the, the Republican delegates, people who not just identify as Republican, but care enough about that party to participate in all of the caucuses and assemblies and become delegates to be able to vote on which candidates get on the ballot, voted 72.5% for Lori Sane. So I would think that the delegates who are CD8 delegates, right, these are, these are people who are, this, this race is very important to them. I would think that they would want to hear the debate with all of the candidates. And I don't, I don't understand allowing your opponents to vote on whether or not you're going to be allowed to debate. That's asinine, in my opinion. But this is more that we see from the Republican Party uh, establishment leadership. Um, at the county level and the state level of making it about themselves and making it about the party and not the people. The, the debates are about the people. Elections are about the people. This goes back to um, election audits, right? When, when after the 2020 election, well, the candidate didn't want an audit. I don't care. I don't care if the candidate wants an, aud wants an audit or not. I don't care if the candidate is fine with the result. It's not about them. It is about the people. Elections are about the will of the people. And this, to me, especially considering that you are the front runner and uh, you, you know. Top of the ticket. Top of the ticket. 72.5% uh, of uh, CD8 delegates voted for you. And that make, makes you a threat. And now it seems to me that the, the organizers of this event and the Republican Party more broadly are picking winners and losers again. Well, interesting enough, I remember a lot of those same people voting to change the rules at the uh, caucus assembly to allow candidates to come in at the last minute to join the caucus because they were supposed to have RSVP'd to the state chair and the county chair, I believe, uh, might be wrong on this, might be 30 days in advance. So some of these candidates came in that same day to run, and those rules were changed. So it's... Um, I, 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 again, if, if they want to honor the requests of people who are attending, many of whom did, by the way, attend uh, the CDA assembly as delegates or alternates, 
they didn't have a chance to hear the other candidates' uh, speeches yet, um, and certainly not in a debate format uh, with the front runner. So I think they'd be very highly interested in that, which is why I keep getting requests. And again, I'm happy to honor those requests if people want me to be there. And this is a live stream debate. This debate is, uh, you know, being pushed in all the channels and platforms. Uh, Apollo and I will be there tomorrow um, to cover it and 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 watch the the circus unfold. But um, the idea that because of this, it, you know, I, I heard well, I was listening to George Brockler on the radio this morning. He said, I don't think that there's any other event like this that's happening before the primary. I don't know of one. And so the fact that they would have this massive debate but not allow you to participate most people don't know the nuance right they don't know that you didn't meet the deadline they're going to look at this and think that those those three candidates are the candidates for cd8 right that's that's the message that's going to get across to the people so again is is the debate is this republican rumble is it about republicans is it about the voters is it about the people or is it about who the women of weld county or whom you know and whomever else is putting on this event is it about their will is it about their uh you know the, they're being able to shape the uh the scenario and the, the frame frame the issue of the cd8 race I'll give you the last word, Ms. Sane. Oh, and I, and I was just going to say that uh, again. Um, I, I think it would be um, it would be a popular move to honor those requests and allow me to debate. Uh, but again, uh, when you when you receive an ask from, especially a women's group that I actually am a member of, which is the Greeley Republican Women, they would like to see me there. That's what they said. Um, I, uh, again, thought that would be an open invite to come. It, it appears that it, that is not the case. So uh, if they can honor that request, that would be fantastic, and I'll be there. Wonderful. Well, we hope to see you there. We hope to see you debating everybody up in uh, Weld County and anyone who wants to see the, the full slate of candidates, including the frontrunner debate for CD8 tomorrow, give them a call. Call, call them up and, and tell them that they should... Uh, put set, set aside their arbitrary rules and allow all the candidates to debate. Thank you so much for being with us today, Commissioner. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So, so we got we have a lot more to go through, and and, and I think that you know people j can just request, call up and request the um, that they have her on. Right. This is mm -hmm. just more of the left and the right converging. I I, I want to tell you that um, I've I've been more at peace with where we are right now with all the things that are coming out 2000 mules what's happening in wisconsin now what's heating up in missouri uh, i don't know if you know what's happening in pennsylvania and in georgia but uh the, the latest poll has candace taylor pulling ahead um you know she has a rally scheduled for sunday at 11 o'clock i will be there so it should be um it should be pretty awesome the um the uh, the other part is that you know they, they they have to double down on this stuff. And we have a bunch of other clips to go through. Let's let's walk through some of these clips and just give people a one-on-one on, one on what we're seeing. And that, so, yeah, that is, the, the, the have to double down is kind of where I'm getting at when I say more of the cover-up, right? It's a, it's, you say it in a nicer way, but the, the implications, if, uh, if, the, if the Mesa reports are true, which they are, 
um, then there's massive implications, right? Yeah. That's that that is the smoking gun for the nation on November third, and it says everything that we've been saying about Dominion reports or Dominion machines is true, and so. Is there a um, a bias of going into these things to disprove it because the uh, ramifications, if it's true, are are so massive? But yes, let's go back through. I just do want to play, um, Mr. Producer. You said you have that cut uh, from the radio show this morning. We, got, we have three of them, so I, I want to go through this because oh, okay. he asked he has a, a question. So we have this MP3 um, that is uh, um, cut. No cut. Third one, Brockler, how many resources have you devoted to this? Let's go ahead and play that one. What resources did you dedicate to investigating this? So I have five DA investigators for my office. You know, we're a smaller office. Um, I think we're, I don't know, probably somewhere around the middle, middle size within the state. But I only have five DA investigators. I have two of the five devoted to this ever since the initial reports of of investigating, you know, the grand jury investigation, two of my five investigators are devoted exclusively to this, which is a really wow. big drain on our office oh my and gosh. not something I'm yeah, not something I'm terribly happy about, but it's important to this community and you know, it's it's something that everybody has great interest in and I think it's going to sway and impact elections, as obviously you agree because you had you're you're focusing a lot of your time on this issue. It's oh my a big goodness. Deal. Well, one thing I can say about George is, and I sent him an email this morning, he said, I thought you were one of the truly good guys. And he goes, wait, I'm not a good guy anymore? I'm friends with George. I, I know you're not, but I'm friends with George. And George ran for the AG, and we had talked previously, and I said, George, your election in 2018 was stolen. Mm-hmm. You know, and we did an entire report. I can go back through my text message with him, and I'm like, it's impossible. Weiser did not win. He did not win. He did not beat you. And he goes, yeah, I, I felt that way. And then when all this stuff came out, I, w- I went and talked to him. And I was like, listen, I'm telling you right now, they stole your election in 2018. And here's the way that they did it. We ran all sorts of reports on sentiment factors and things like that and had George winning by nearly seven points. And he lost by a slim margin. And that has a lot more to do with, I mean, that, that was just basic math that we, 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 that we did. But, you know, you know, George, I think, is just trying to get, make sense of it all. He is a good guy. Oh, I think George is picking winners and losers. I, so he works for Salem. So it's not it's not it's not uncommon. He took over he took over the the spot for uh, what's his face um, on the radio station. What's his name? He, Peter Boyles. Mm. But I want to play this. This is the second one for for Brockler where he talks about the matching code to the video footage. Um, let's go ahead and play that for Brockler's. And to find out, you say extensive questioning. Turn up. Mace County election clerks has ruled this out. Well, who did you talk to and what did they say, right? I mean, you're a DA. What's the prior statements that are out there? What did they say happened? And then, of course, in today's digital world, video evidence. So we pulled the surveillance video. Uh, Now, this is code. We're we're talking about a report that's interpreting code. If you type in something and send a command to your computer to print, it doesn't just say George asked to print something. It's some weird long string of code. Right, right. Well, my DA investigator, kind of like the Matrix, you know, where there's little <laughs> yeah, right. little numbers falling <laughs> yeah. down. He learned how to read the code as it's going through Amazing. and learned what each of those things meant, and then went back and pulled the surveillance video to see well what was actually going on in the room when all this stuff was happening. 
he would have he didn't read the code. He the read DA the logs. Investigator he had, had to read the, the logs. Hold on, he, he would have had to have read the logs. So, but, but the logs don't exist. Right, the logs were deleted. But he the. Uh, what resources, the earlier clip, what resources have you devoted to this? It's really tying up our, our office. We have two of our five investigators that are on this, and it's really tying up our office. Since the grand, grand but jury. We, but we didn't get any independent cyber expertise. We just had our one of the investigators learn to code. You can't learn the code. Okay, I'm just going to tell you right now. You can't learn the code. And, and the only way, that, and, and you don't get access to the code. Right, which right? is what they said uh, earlier. Well, actually, I, I listened to it earlier. I don't know that we played that cut yet. So, so, so this is the problem that I have is that you have a DA that really is just speaking in speak that it's like me talking about adjudication when it comes to the signatures on envelopes. Mm -hmm. To me, it's adjudication because you're adjudicating. You're, you're, you're trying to prove out that that is legitimate. Right? Well, they said, no, a signature verification. You called it adjudication. Okay, well, it's adjudication. Use the word, right? Mm -hmm. It's the same thing here, but he's talking about code. What he's talking about is logs. Well, the logs don't exist. So how are you actually reading the logs that, that tie back to that time frame inside of the inside of the computer? You can't. Right. You can't unless you have access to those logs. And if you have those logs, we'd like to see them. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, according to Mesa report 1, they were deleted. And I think this is th this becomes the the hard thing for everyone to understand. We have one more a human intervention could not have caused this. This is also on Brockler. Go ahead and uh, go to the third Brockler um, cut, please. Something that is like an algorithm in the software that would have created it, or outside remote where somebody logs in, which of course is very controversial as to whether or not these things are connected through Wi-Fi or the Internet. Uh, and it immediately dismisses that human intervention caused it, and therefore it must be one of those other two ways. Uh, we focused kind of on a, okay, if they're saying human intervention couldn't have done this, let's make sure that that's true before we go any further. Uh, and like with any, with any investigation, we don't just look at a forensic report. We talk to witnesses. We see what other evidence is out there. Well, what witnesses did they talk to? Because they said they didn't have any access to any witnesses. No, they talked to all of the people in the room. So all of those people that were right. on the video, except for Sandy Brown, the one who they're scapegoating as the, um, the person who made the exact same error twice and didn't tell anybody, right, in two, two, sub, two uh, consecutive elections. Um, right. They didn't speak to her, and they didn't speak to the report authors, and they weren't allowed to touch the machines or look into the machines. Um, so they looked at uh, the, the video of the room, and they talked to the people, and they concluded that it was absolutely human invention, and they went no further. Well, they, they didn't go, any, and I think that was the interesting part, is we're going to play some of these other clips, but before we do, we're going to uh, read in one of our other sponsors to the show. Um, this one's Axis Bank. Axos Bank, sorry. I'm really excited to have found this bank. They opened on Independence Day in 2000. They're not crumbling brick-and-mortar store. They're a full digital bank built on the the bedrock of American traditions. Uh, take a look at the rewards checking account where you can earn the highest interest rate. It's a one and it's a big one. Listeners can get a $150 bonus if you open uh, an account by July 31st. Big rewards from a bank that believes in freedom to do business without compromising our values. It's amazing, right? So go to AxosBank.com slash daily for full details. That's A-X-O-S. 
bank.com slash daily. And for the cash bonus, all you need is have $1,500 in direct deposit within the first three months of opening your reward checking account. Uh, Access Bank is federally insured, member FDIC, and they're for us, all of us, accessbank.com slash daily. Uh, go check them out. Pretty cool bank. Um, so let's get into some of these other ones that we have, uh, some of the cuts from, from there. Um, from the hearing. From the hearing. And, and you can go back and watch the hearing too. I think mm -hmm. you should, it's two hours. And if you, and if you wanna, the first half is Sean Smith, by the way, uh, Lieutenant Colonel in the, Colonel. Full Colonel. Full Colonel, full, full Colonel in full the military. Bird. Um, was a cyber engineer, cyber, cyber expert in the military. And literally has been kind of the one to say, hey, look, I've served my country for over 20 years. Why is it that you're trying to tell me that what I'm doing is somewhere I'm an election denier? I'm not an election denier. I, this is what I did for a living. Like I did this in the military yeah. for a living. But you're not an elections expert. But he's a code expert. And he's by not the way, an elections expert. There's not, when it comes to system architecture, if you were to put something in front of me, I'd be able to tell you, it doesn't matter what you're trying to do, right? I'm going to look at user journey information, whether or not it has friction, non friction, if it doesn't have friction or does have friction, whether or not that process can complete itself. I'm going to look at different aspects of that system. And that's what Sean Smith did. And then you have Jeff O'Donnell on there who just kind of runs through, and, and this guy's done amazing stuff, as has Walter, all over the country for big corporations. <laughs> this is not little guys, but big guys, and yet they walk over them as if they're dead bodies, stepping on their faces as they do, and discrediting them and telling them that they're bad people. Yeah, the experts are wrong because they're not elections experts, but the investigator, the lawyer investigator that just uh, learned to read the code, he's, he's right. And that's why I get to how dangerous the Mockingbird media is. Mm -hmm. um, that's you, George. Let, let, let's go to cut A10 if we can. This is where everything is adjudicated. This is totally not true. Go ahead. There's a guidebook. There's clear sets of rules of how you decide voter intent. And once they do that, it gets sent back to review where everything has been determined. Everything has been adjudicated. Adjudicated could be by a computer. Adjudicated could be by people. It could be a combination of both. No, everything is not adjudicated. That is not true. The adjudication process has to be less than 5%. They've said it's less than 5%, yet across the country, that, that rate crept up to nearly 40, 50, 60%. Pretty crazy stuff. And in Mesa County, it was uh, hovering around 10% of ballots that went to adjudication. Um, they used to say anything over 2% is uh, anomalous and a massive red flag. They don't say that anymore because we don't tell the truth about elections anymore. So we, we have some more cuts that that were great cuts that you put a nine let's let's play this this is unbelievable uh and there was efforts to uh set that up uh there were a couple phone calls i think two or three ultimately phone calls those are all recorded by the way all of all of the interviews are recorded everything is these interviews yeah these interviews are recorded um and uh the entire investigation file will ultimately become public record and open to the public uh, but ultimately uh, investigator Strui uh, tried to get Jeffrey O'Donnell to talk to him, and we received an email from him. So the email is up on the screen here, as you can see uh, down at the bottom. Uh, it says, Mr. Strui, thank you for your interest in my forensic report of the Mace County Election Database. It's my sincere hope that your department uses documented findings to get to the bottom of the manipulation which occurred during both the 2020 and 2021 elections held in Mesa County. However, I must ask that you please forward all additional questions about the report to Tina Peters' counsel. 
For those who don't know in attorney speak, when an attorney is told, don't talk to me, talk to the lawyer, we are ethically precluded from ever contacting them again unless they contact us. Mr. Strui, uh, Investigator Strui replied, thanks for replying. I have questions about the report that Walter Doherty indicated. Only you would be able to answer. I have indeed reached out to Ms. Peters' counsel regarding her availability for an interview on the matter. In bold, please understand this is in regard to my investigation into allegations in your report. This is separate and unrelated to the investigation into the actions of Ms. Peters or anyone else in regard to accessing Mesa County voting equipment. You, Walter, Ms. Peters, and others I'm attempting to speak with are, are witnesses to matters detailed in your report. That is my only reason for contacting you. I'd really like to speak with you. Please call when convenient, thanks. We have never heard from him again. He clearly indicated to go through counsel and we cannot do anything. We have to wait for him to uh, get to us. So they were, so they're so saying this is they, why couldn't, I got mad, by they the way. couldn't go through counsel is what they're saying. I don't, I don't think that that's true. I don't, I don't think it's true because Tina Peters, Tina Peters legal team is the one, are the ones who commissioned the report. They're wit he's a witness for the defense asking them to contact him and arrange the interview through the lawyers who commissioned the report doesn't seem like something that's crazy or out there again i'm not a lawyer but i don't understand why that precludes you from reaching out to tina peter's legal team and saying hey we'd like to interview the authors of this report they never did that they just said this is a different case this doesn't have anything to do with tina peters yes it does her legal team commissioned the report so saying that they couldn't contact him through her legal team because it's a different uh case is i i, I have no words well, and, and I think that that's why we want to get to the bottom of it, right? We want to get we want to get to the bottom of it. We want to give we want to give um, uh, Dan the opportunity to to make it right. Um, mm -hmm. I do know that somebody said in the comments that that uh, Jeff is actively working on a response to the um, to the hearing. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm I'm going to have a conversation with Jeff too, and just say, listen, at, at some point, everyone's got to lay down their swords for a minute and get to validating whether or not Dan is on or off the side of the American people, whether or not he cares or doesn't care that the voice of the American people was stolen, whether or not the system was compromised. You know, if, if, if Dominion and ESNS would have come out the front door and said, yeah, we, we probably have some, some, some issues. If they would have, if they would have come out and talked about this then it wouldn't have been a color revolution. Mm. If they would have done the right thing and said, all right, I'm curious. If the media would have said that they're curious, but they didn't, they parroted the same thing over and over and over again. So, so and, and by the way, it's not, it's not just me, it's not just Jeff, it's not just Mike Lindell, it's not, it's not th those aren't the only people that they're doing this to. It's anyone and everyone that does not agree with their, their warped ideology. Elon Musk, it's, you're, you're, on, you're, you're okay with them until you go against the narrative, and then you're public enemy number one. You know what they didn't talk about in the hearing? So they spent a lot of time about, oh, there was an issue, and then uh, Sandy Brown and, and the person they called Seeley, right, they had to go in and, and fix things, right? They never talked about what the issue was. They talked about what the people did in response to the issue. And as uh, Jeff O'Donnell said on the show yesterday, that's not the that that wasn't the the premise the premise is what was the issue that happened prior to everything that they showed us and then explained away as time drift right that that 
what was it that caused that issue? What was it that caused all of these ballots to move into adjudication? And just for the audience, um, so adju adjudication uh, is a software function. This is, Sean Smith sent me, th sent me this this morning. Adjudication is a software function that the election officials think they control. Without control over the system BIOS, election officials aren't in control of anything in the system. So even with those election officials sitting at the machine and determining voter intent as a part of that adjudication process, we have no idea what happens in the system back end. We don't know what's going on, and neither does Struy, and neither does Rubenstein, because they didn't look. Well, and I think this just gets down to not understanding system architecture. And, you know, one of our commenters in the deal said that, that she sat down and asked the simple question to the investigator. Mm -hmm. um, did you interview any IT experts in, in this investigation? And his response was no. No, not, not other than the Dominion people, no. So, so they used Dominion people in order to create a response. In an investigation where they should have been investigating Dominion, they decided to involve Dominion. So well, that's like, so it's, uh, you know, I, I go out and make, and make an allegation that, uh, you know, uh, I'm trying not to say something that's going to get me in trouble now. But, uh, oh, screw it. We'll do it. So I go out and say, you know, my husband has been beating me. And the police, then they go and they talk to my husband. And they're like, have you been beating her? And they're like, no. She said you're not beating her. He said he, said he doesn't beat you. So, you know, so, that's so, good enough for us. So, so let's play this cut A7. This is a cut of adjudicated twice. It appears not to affect the election. Let's go and play A7. And I should say it's not unusual for batches when they get sent over to have to get rejected and deleted and sort of get sent over clean and refreshed. How does Rubenstein um, know what's ultimately, usual? Ultimately, they were able to finish out this work session. They, there was some reject and deletes that occurred the next day and several days later, uh, but they were able to adjudicate all of the ballots. We did pull uh, the images of the ballots when those ballots are adjudicated they there is something printed on the side of the ballot that indicates that they were adjudicated all of the ballots were ultimately adjudicated sometimes more than once um, and that means that a, a, a set of election judges looked at it again to verify voter intent again and they were sent back through but all of them were adjudicated all of them were ultimately counted we verified only counted once uh, even if they were adjudicated twice uh, and out of a random sampling, it did not appear to affect the election at all, whether it was in the first log or the first session or the second Adjudicated session. Adjudicated twice. The computer had memory okay. of all Means of a second set of eyes. Okay. Guys, you need to understand from a technical standpoint, and we're out of time, so I can't really get through all of the things that you're going to want to hear specific to this, but I'm going to tell you this. They were able to verify. They, they use some words and terms that are finite. And I think that this is going to be really important information for Tina Peters' uh, counsel to get a hold of because they use the word log. Or let's see the log. They use the word as random sampling, which means they use what's called, um, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, a, it's risk a risk-limited risk audit, right? Which, by the way, is a system that's designed to get around all of the the ability to, to get into the meat of where the fraud could exist, right? And But they use things related to the adjudication process, which is impossible to validate unless you did an audit. 
Like you, you could not, what, what he's saying is that they, that they verified that that vote was counted more than once. That's not true. That's not true because there's no connected tissue between the ballot itself and how the votes were actually cast. And that's inside of the report. In other words, mm -hmm. it, it, I think that in, if you go to like the 13th minute of the video, Mr. Producer, you'll see Sean talking about this and he equates it to the ability of, you know, not being able to tie it back, like saying, hey, Biden got a vote. Are you talking about the shadow databases? Yes. I have that one. Okay, let's play it. It's not secure. They destroyed election records. It's wide open. So the, the third report of actually found manipulation of the voting system databases. This is where all the scanned ballots go into um, and from which vote totals for an election, the election totals, the election results are drawn from these databases. So the, the examiners, uh, Jeff O'Donnell and Dr. Walter Doherty found, uh, Dr. Doherty confirmed it, they found that there were these shadow databases created in the uh, Mesa County Election Management System server, not only for the November 2020 election, but again, in the uh, Grand Junction uh, municipal election 2021, and that ballot images and records were copied over, um, re-adjudicated, but it wasn't the same results and all of the records weren't copied over. So it broke the chain of custody and the chain of evidence that linked the ultimate election totals for those elections back to the scanned ballot images and the scanned ballot records. So if you don't have that chain of custody, that chain of evidence that shows, yes, these results came from those ballots, you can't trust anything in that database. And that what he's talking about is making sure that you can actually tie things back, that they that, that this is where they, you know, that at some point you have to have some sort of connected tissue. You have to some way to validate that, that that information was directly correlated to a person that voted. But you can't do that in this case. And these shadow databases are something that he didn't even address. He did not even address them. Yeah, no. And it's a big part of the report. Right. Didn't address, didn't, didn't investigate. They went through and talked a lot about what they didn't investigate. Uh, co um, there was a, uh, I don't know if we have time to play the Brockler clip. Uh, starts at 1506, I believe. Um, but uh, he talks about, Brockler asks uh, Rubenstein this morning on the show, what did you, uh, what did you, you know, did you find any evidence of all these other crimes? Did you come across any evidence about some of the other things that were alluded to by the reporter even come out and claim like these things have wireless capability and uh, they were made in Mexico and China and we know that China this and we uh, did you find anything that suggested that some outside party did or could have interfered with this election? We did not. We, we've previously investigated that stuff as part of the earlier investigation and believe that all the security settings were set properly so that none of those things could happen. Uh, we also did a random audit of, of ballots from both the first adjudication log and the second adjudication log in both of the elections to make sure that all of the ballots that were sent through were properly counted. It was the right number of ballots. It was the right vote count for each thing. So we, we, we have no evidence of anything else happening. And since the report didn't really claim any of those things happening, 
They just claimed that it had to be one because it wasn't human intervention. Sort of stopped there. I sort of stopped there. Yeah. Listen, I think the problem is, is that there are three types of people in this deal. Number one, you have the people that are deniers that say, oh, there's nothing happened. Safest and fairest election in U.S. history. And that's because their football team won. Right. It's the whole Tom Brady, you know, uh, what's it called? Uh, the deflate, deflate gate. Then you have the other people who see it. We can see it. I mean, it, we, we collectively put it all together and we're like, this is a massive scale fraud against the American people. Then you have the third set of people, which are, and I'm trying to figure out where, where the, and, and by the way, you, you could break up the first half of the people that are complicit that, that actually know that it was stolen, but literally would just only care that their guys won, yeah. even though it's now destroying who they are as people. But then the third one, which is, I don't want to create a constitutional crisis. That's what Doug Logan said when he basically sabotaged the election uh, audit in Arizona. Uh, and I believe that he, I believe that what I know now about Doug Logan, it leads me to believe that there's a concerted effort to undermine the ability to get to the bottom of it. But I digress. But um, th that third set of people is the most dangerous because it makes up most Republicans. I don't want to do a constitutional crisis, water under the bridge, let's just move on and, and go to the next election. I don't want to look back. You know, trying to quell the fears of the middle section, which by the way is growing immensely. Mm -hmm. And that is, the, that, that is the, the biggest issue that I see going through this. And it's a gaslight, right? Yeah. I mean, we, we named this, this show Mockathons and, and Mockingbirds. Uh, the gaslight continues in Mesa County. They, the, we're, we're being gaslit that this didn't happen. What you've seen that, you know, as you said, every technologist will say, I can't unsee this. This is, this is, a, this is insane, right? You look at the system settings uh, to overwrite content that is required by law to be preserved, uh, whether or not DA Rubenstein wants to investigate that crime that was alleged in Mesa 1, and they have confirmed, right? They've said, oh yeah, those files were deleted, but they weren't required to be retained. They weren't required to be preserved. That's false. They are log files. The voting system standards explicitly say log files, and Colorado law explicitly says you have to be in compliance with the voting system standards. But they're just gaslighting us and saying, oh no, it's nice. Just data cleanup. Just data cleanup stuff, right? Mr. Producer, um, can you go to about minute four in that um, in the Brockler in interview? the Brockler interview? I just want to play this because I I think it it kind of kind of says a lot. Minute four, no dead space. Yeah talk with you i know you have been buried not just on this but on all that legislative stuff my hope is this is the mark of a calmer period in your life <laughs> yeah i was very happy to see the legislative session end last week yeah one more day could have killed a whole bunch of good people because it did seem like every day made things worse now i want to get to this report now we we've talked about it on air i had tina peters on for two hours in studio yesterday talking about her and her campaign, but but report number three, because it was, for them, I think, the, the smoking gun. And we had great conversations about it. Um, and then right after the show ends at about 9.55, your presentation begins at 10. I caught about the last, I don't know, 30, 45 minutes of it, whatever it was. 
And I found it compelling, and then I read the report, and I'm like, holy smokes, let's talk to folks about this, because there are a lot of folks out there that you know who have um, read Audit 3, the executive summary, or they just believe whatever it is people describe about it. How did you, as the elected DA, come to even look at this? Because I think there are some who think that you're out there looking for dragons to slay. How did you get this? You know, it's funny you ask that. It's it's exactly the opposite. Uh, as you can probably imagine, as a former elected, uh, we're not looking to be prosecuting election fraud cases. We're, you know, I'm a murder prosecutor, a sex assault right. prosecutor, and all this stuff with Tina Peters and the investigation dropped into my lap as something I, a mess I had to deal with. Uh, and, and a mess and continuing to deal with. But as part of that, throughout this whole investigation, uh, the, the first, two, first two reports came out and essentially said, we don't like Dominion machines. We think they're vulnerable. Okay, fine. That's not a right. crime, and that's not really my role to be looking at that. I don't decide whether machines are certified or decertified. I don't decide what, what machines the county commissioners contract to use for another office. Uh, in my county, uh, so I never really did anything with that. But Report 3 was very different, and it was just like the claims that Tina Peters committed crimes, uh, election crimes. It was claims that other people committed election crimes, and per Colorado statute, that's my responsibility to investigate, which, by the way, is a little bit of an odd uh, thing in Colorado law that the DA's office is charged with the original investigation. Uh, I get the prosecution side, but uh, so you know from your time in the DA's office, we employ investigators that are trained in election law. <clears throat> I looked at this report and thought, well, I can't really do nothing with that. I got to look into it and see if there's any truth to it. Now, well, I mean, look, it, at the end of the day, he said a lot of things. Like I, he said that the logs, he had to assume that they were had the the right security things in place. They didn't have a, an IT expert. They didn't talk to Jeff or to Walter. Um, they had limited information. They, they, were, under, they were under the, the, the pressure of Tina Peters' investigation on one side. And so his, his entire idea is, let me get this out of my office. Let me get this out of my office. And, you know, effectively they did that. And That's now a we, motivation. Now we have, to com- we have to combat that. We have to be able to combat this, I think, and come, in, come at it at a different perspective of all right, let's show him truth. So there's a lot of information we're going to be putting in front of, of Dan Rubenstein. And um, frankly, uh, I'm hoping that he listens. If he doesn't, this will be a different show in two weeks, uh, given the fact that uh, he, he basically walked over dead bodies in order to push this report out. Yeah, I mean, they, you know, you get what you measure. And I think that that's what we saw with this. They were very selective in terms of what they decided to go after, what they decided not to investigate. And at the end of the day, legal votes matter. Yeah. Well, we're out of time. Out of time. Yeah. We're going to do more on this later. We're, we're definitely going to have uh, Jeff back on with Sean. We're going to dissect it from their perspective as well, maybe get Walter on, and just start talking to people about, you know, what it is that was in the report that came out from Dan's office. So that's it. We're going to, I'm going to quickly say a prayer. I've got to go to a a event today where I'm going to talk about kids that are in disadvantaged environments. So pretty, pretty excited about that. So father God, thank you for the opportunity we have to have this show. Uh, Thank you for, I'll just say it. Thank you for quieting my spirit and giving me the confidence to recognize that, that your will will be done. Father, thank you for, uh, Ash and her commitment to speaking truth. And um, thank you for the, the other people that have given to this fight just to uncover all of the 
election fraud and, and other things. There's other issues that we face as a country. And I just thank you for those tireless warriors that stand up uh, for the American ideology, for the American uh, spirit. And Father, please bless us to go about our day when we do so honoring you. Please be with those people who's, who are sick, that they may be healed. But also, Father, just, you know, just, just give peace to, to the people in our society and help us that we may enter the battle of fighting against this evil and push it back to the place where it is no longer a part of our daily lives. Father, we, we, are, we are eternally grateful for what you've given us in this country. And we just ask that you give us the strength, the fortitude, the, the courage to, to stand up and fight against those that would try to destroy opportunity for, for kids in the future and, frankly, to, to kill the millions, if not billions, of people with some of these evil ideologies and schemes that they've been perpetrating upon the people globally. Father, please bless those that are in need. Right now, it's, you know, the, the economy and economic indicators are are affecting the poorest, most vulnerable among us. And I would just ask you to multiply the fish and the bread, uh, metaphorically, that they can be fed and that they could have peace. Please help them and protect them in their communities where there's violence and and uh, chaos. And just, just help help quell that chaos and quell that that uh, evil that it, that it may not have, that they may have a protective shield around them and their children. Father, please help us to restore to some semblance of, of order and help us to get to a place where we can hold people accountable. Father, I would ask you that you sit over and, and protect Durham in this investigation of bringing accountability. And Father, I would ask you to, to bless our leaders that they may do the right thing and stand ethically, regardless of what someone might have against them, that they may stand up with courage. I say all these things in, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Listen, we'll, we will see you tonight at 4 o'clock. Lots of things to go over. Um, it, should be, it should be a powerful 4 o'clock today if I, if I get these two guests to come on tonight. We'll see how that goes. But uh, um, if you want to watch us live, you can go to Rumble. Um, actually, go to Frank's Beach. Go to conservative-daily.com, Rumble, DLive, Cloud Cub, and uh, obviously Frank's Frank Speech. Support Mike Lindell. And if you want to, when you're over at um, MyPillow, buying your pillows, you can use code CD21. Always Mike. feels better. Always the feels better. slippers fit better. The blankets are softer. The sheets. <coughs> smash CD21. The yeah, smash the Rumble button on the way out, too, if you would. And then uh, if you want to listen to us on the um, audio version, you can go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, and Audible. Go over there, give us a five-star review. We got we have a troll farm. I've been working with Apple to um, stop the banning, shadow banning that's happening, and we got uh, we've been able to identify three IP addresses that are all sending using VPNs in order to create uh, fake reviews. Um, so we're working with the legal team over at Apple. We'll we'll solve a little bit of that as well. Um, and we you know we we went after that one journalist, so now we're just going to keep going after others, I guess. Um, we need to text FREEDOM to 89517 if you need a reminder when we go live and uh, subscribe to our newsletter below and to get our daily facts blast. And become a member over at Conservative Daily. Go to conservative-daily.com. For as little as $10, you can, you can join the fight with us, um, and then you can move on up. We will have different content that you'll be able to uh, participate in as well and access to uh, some different shows and different um, events. Uh, as a member of Conservative Daily. If you want to follow us, you can follow us at Joe Oltman, at Ashton America, and at Conservative Daily across the board, whether you're on Telegram, uh, True Social, or others. And, and, I, and I have a count on a lot of different social accounts. I don't always post the same thing on every one of them because, um, frankly, I hate social media, but yeah. it's a necessary evil. 
So that's it for this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. I just want to tell you guys that I love you. Thank you for, um, you know, thank you for the support and thank you for speaking truth. Get in the gap. God bless you all. We'll see you. Legal votes matter. God Legal bless. Legal votes do matter. God bless you.